and I'm here on behalf of Lights Out Norlight. Uh, Lights Out Norlight is, it's, it's not a, yeah. Um, uh, we are here for today's hearing about the application of the Bevel Amendment uh, to Norlight. Norlight has been uh, utilizing this amendment, which was meant to be a temporary thing back in the 90s, for 30 years. And there are massive piles of hazardous waste dust that the DEC has finally come forward to uh, regulate and hopefully to take away from Norlite. Um, this dust has been spreading into surrounding communities for all those decades and people have been yelling from the rooftops uh, demanding that this and other types of changes similar to it uh, take place and protect the general population. So today we have uh, three uh, quick speakers before we go into the hearing itself. Um, our first one is Dr. David Carpenter. He is the director of the Institute for Health and the Environment at the University of Albany and a expert in his field. I'm a public health physician and, and my job then is to do what I can to prevent human disease resulting from environmental exposures. And that's why I'm here tonight. So the, the dust that uh, comes from the Norlite plant is basically fly ash. It's what's left over from burning and from the incineration of a whole variety of, of chemicals. Fly ash is a very dangerous chemical, a, a mixture of chemicals. It has particularly heavy metals, arsenic, lead, chromium, copper, things that cause cancer, things that cause nervous system effects. It has polyaromatic hydrocarbons. That's the uh, cancer-causing chemicals that are a part of heavy oils. And particularly, it has dioxins because they're the product of combustion. They're known human carcinogens and they actually do a whole variety of other things besides causing cancer. So the issue here is will DEC finally put all of this hazardous material in a secure landfill rather than putting it in uh, what they call blocks, which is a type, basically a type of concrete. Anybody that knows about concrete knows that they don't not speaking to you. Please be quiet. Uh, concrete doesn't last forever. It degrades. It decays. And if these blocks release all of those hazardous chemicals, the whole community, wherever the blocks are sold, a wider community is going to be adversely impacted. So I urge DEC to take care of this hazardous waste and treat it as it should be. Hazardous waste. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Carpenter. Um, our next speaker will be Ed Sokol. Uh, Ed is a lifelong resident of the neighborhood around Norlite. He has had direct experience uh, with the fly ash and other forms of uh, uh, toxins coming off of Norlite for years, and I'm going to let him speak for himself. What good is him speaking if we can't hear him? Grow some ears. Hello, my name is Ed Sokol. I live at 9 Etzel Place in Cohoes. It's only a couple hundred yards 
from Norlite, a couple of football fields. I've had problems with Norlite for the last 40 years. The judge requested some reasons why Norlite shouldn't mix the ash into their product. And I'll give you a couple reasons. They're, the reasons are common sense reasons. Just imagine if 9-11 Twin Towers were constructed with Norlite block mix. Imagine all the pollution, the dust down the streets of, of New York City, dust on all of the first responders, on the cars, on the sidewalks, lingering for weeks, and even being silica dust. Not ordinary cement dust, which is dangerous in itself, but silica dust, which is much more, extremely more harmful. What if a building was built in a polluted area, in a populated area with Norlite block mix? Then that building had to be imploded, creating silica dust that the people will breed unknowingly. Can you imagine a do-it-yourself homeowner deciding he wants to build an outside entrance to his building, not knowing that the foundation was made from block mix from Norlite? He saws through the wall to make the entrance, dust blowing from the saw, creating dust throughout the basement Later on, maybe his wife and children decide to clean it up, breathing this silica dust. What about the residual dust on the blocks that people handle? What about all the dust escaping from the 18-wheel wheel trucks that pick up the block mixed from Norlite? These trucks are 40, 50 feet long. They're covered they're filled to the top, covered with canvas. This canvas is loose on both sides. The truck travels 40, 50 to 60 miles an hour down the highway with silica dust escaping on both sides of the truck. This truck travels for hundreds of miles, picking up dust, distributing all over populated areas. This block mix is also sold to drive, driveway contractors as a base for their block top. What if this driveway is near an owner's drinking well or garden? The rainwater washes harmful chemicals into the water, into the well water, onto the root vegetables. Years ago, the health department told us to peel root vegetables and wash above ground vegetables thoroughly because of Norlite. Why aren't the block mix marked? They're hazardous material. They contain silica and all other metals. Why aren't they marked? 
years ago, when the, years ago when uh, you had uh, treated lumber made from from uh, arsenic. arsenic and formaldehyde, all of those, every piece of those lumber were marked. Why aren't the block mix marked? For the past 30 to 40 years, Norlite was unable to contain the fugitive dust that they create. Silica dust escaping the conveyors, dust created at the end of the conveyors, piles uncovered, the wind blowing silica dust on people's property, trucks and front loaders creating dust when moving the block mix. All this has been proven by DEC, by documentation and lawsuits. We, the public, deserve the right to breathe clean air. This has not happened in the last 30 to 40 years. Please stop the dispersal of toxic fly ash from Norlite as block mix by revoking their Belleville exclusion. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. Um, so our third and final speaker is Chris Savinsky. He is a local resident and a scientist and a cancer researcher. <clears throat> okay. Hi, everyone. That's uh, a new, lot of new faces out there that I'm not, not used to seeing it at these kinds of meetings. So welcome. Um, so yeah, my name's Chris Savinsky. I live a little less than a mile down the road from Norlite. Uh, where I've been raising four kids with my wife Stacy for the past 17 years. Uh, from the moment we moved in and we started to ask questions about what was that facility down the road, <clears throat> we started to find unsettling answers. And um, those, those, uh, those answers have, have really gotten us to, to this point today uh, where it's, it's clear that there's, there's, a, there's danger to the local residents as a result of those huge piles uh, both of the aggregate product and also of the block mix that is essentially the garbage that is not the clean steam that comes from the top of the, uh, the, uh, the kilns uh, uh, stacks. So the other thing I wanted to mention is I have no interest in people losing their jobs. You know, we're here tonight to talk about an amend, you know, amending the permit that Norway has to store these piles on their, on their facilities and to use it in block mix. There are plenty of other commercial applications of, of Norlite's activities, but this block mix blows into my family's backyard for decades. Small children lived in the, the housing complex in front of this place, playing basketball, riding their bicycles, breathing in all of this dust, accumulating to the, to the amount of, you know, estimate, estimates of 60 to 70 tons per year of, of this dust. Now, would you live that close to a facility? And have your kids playing outside, uh, you know, on any given day in, 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 in that close proximity of these enormous piles, unprotected from the wind, sweeping off of those piles onto your children's playground for decades. We've been complaining about this for decades, and that, that, that hopefully all culminates here tonight in, in the, you know, the, the amendment of this, 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 uh, this permit to revoke their right to 
sell this as block mix and to store it on their, on their grounds uncovered. It doesn't take a scientist. I got a PhD in biology. I've done decades of cancer research. Okay, guys, I'm not smarter than you guys, though. I also poured concrete for decade for a couple couple years and during college, and I also you know tended bar for ten years to make money to pay you know to help pay for my kids you know sport sports equipment and you know other various things you know pay, pay you know pay the bills. I don't want your jobs. It doesn't take a PhD in cancer biology to know that these piles are dangerous. All right. We're not here spewing lies. I see some signs that suggest that, that, that that's the case. We're here to, to talk to the facts that for decades it's been a known fact that the, this, this, this company has failed. You know, it's environmental testing. It's been, it's been fined dozens and dozens of times. Every time we look, we find something dangerous going on. So the company has had decades to clean up its act. Yet here we are, you know, decades later, still trying to, to amend this permit so that, you know, some unsafe activities can be ceased at the Norway plant. And I also want to point out that roughly three years ago when it was discovered that Norway was burning a fire retardant, very hard to burn, by the way, um, a group that, that is now called Nor uh, Lights Out Norway got together and started to escalate and raise the, raise the attention to this matter. And in, in so doing, found out that maybe even more egregious were the large piles of fine silica dust and these huge piles of fly ash that are sitting on the site. And indeed, without this, this team's work, and I am a very sparse, you know, sporadic member, there is a core team here of dedicated, persistent activists who have been raising this issue and researching this issue and doing the work of the people to help educate our state government on what was going on, to help inspire our state government to go and actually do studies to, to prove that, in fact, a lot of this material was leaving the site and littering the surrounding neighborhoods, okay? So I really want to point out that without the dedicated work of these individuals, a, a, a very diverse group of, of concerned citizens, that we wouldn't be here today, right? So thank you to the New York State government for suggesting that we amend this, this permit. That, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a positive step, so I want to make sure we acknowledge that. But really, the, the real thanks go to the dedicated activists who have been uncovering all of the, the all of these 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 really poor poorly run activities at the Norway facility for for decades, and and, and inspiring this this state to get involved and to study the issue to, to un uncover exactly what was going on. So thank you everybody for for being here tonight. I appreciate it. So we we have a couple minutes before it starts inside. Um, if anybody has any questions, you can ask it of any of the speakers. I do want to say one thing. So I've been working on a documentary uh, about Norlate for the last three years. I've in, I've interviewed dozens of people who live at Saratoga sites. They've all had to, to to move. I would be happy, and I would encourage workers at Norlate to come and talk to me. Uh, I have been approached by some of the people who used to work at Norlite who are now retired who are suffering from health impacts, okay? I have footage of you guys in the finishing plant area spraying stuff down without even an N95 mask on your face. They are not protecting you. They are not protecting you, okay? And there is a long-term impact of breathing toxic waste dust. And I, I am sorry to say this, but you will live it. We are here to help you if you want to be part of this. Thank you very much.